Shalom, and welcome to In the Beginning. My name is Shmuel Bowman, and I am a Torah scribe. I'd like to share a uh, secret with you that Torah scribes have been doing for hundreds and hundreds of years. But before I do that, I need to go back and give some background information. You see, this week's uh, Torah lesson is from Parshat Pinchas. And Pinchas is a very, very uh, interesting um, and controversial character in the Torah. Very important person. And what makes him important is his passion and his jealousy. For whom? Well, let's go back even further. At the end of last week's Torah lesson, so we see an incredible thing taking place. The nation of Israel, which is making their way to the land of Israel, Canaan, the promised land, and they're in the wilderness, right? We've come out of slavery. We're in this incredible nation-building experiment, and sometimes it goes well, and sometimes it really doesn't go well at all. In this particular case, it's the latter. What happens is, is that the, um, the nation of Israel, or certainly many of them, are, uh, are lured, lured by, the, um, by the Midianites, specifically the Midianite women who uh, are pagan worshipers, and they follow this pagan god called Baal Peor. Baal Peor. And they're introducing the uh, predominantly Israelite men to this pagan worship. And the Torah is very, very clear that it involves a lot of very vulgar and very, um, very disgusting uh, sexual um, practices, not to mention other things which the rabbis go into in great detail. And it's really just, it's just disgusting. It's really gross the way that this worship takes place. And and I'm not, it's not that I'm criticizing um, how any culture decides to practice. It's disgusting for the nation of Israel. Okay. It's for them. This is, they've, They've come out of, they've witnessed, right, the 10 plagues. They've witnessed God taking them out of slavery, okay? They've seen the Red Sea split, and they've walked through the water, okay? They've been to Mount Sinai. They've received the 10 commandments, and so on and so on. And you would think that after all this, if you were a Israelite, you'd be like, hey, I don't... Nothing but nothing can sway me. Nothing. And yet, these Midianite women are attracting these Israelite men through all this, okay, orgy, um, as I say, very disgusting sexual practices for the Israelites. And the Israelites are like, okay, yeah, we're on board. Where do we sign up? We're doing this. And God is very, very clear in the Torah about what, uh, what needs to happen. Because the results of this um, inappropriate behavior on the on the part of the Israelites, as uh, spurned by the Midianite women, is actually causing a tremendous plague. There's a great plague going on, and people are dying. They're dying by the thousands, actually. 
And God is very, very clear. And he's like, yeah, the only way to get rid of this is you're literally, you're going to have to kill your own uh, your own neighbors and maybe even your own family members, anybody who's practicing this Baal Peor pagan practice. So if, you know, you're going to have to pick up a spear and you're going to have to, you're going to have to get out there and spill some blood. The only way this plague is going to be stopped is by stopping the people who are doing this incredible, this, this pagan practice. So the first person to jump in, first person to jump up is this fellow Pinchas. And he literally sees a man and a woman and they are inside a tent, but the tent is open and they're not just any man or woman. Okay. It's not like some kind of like some guy and some girl kind of like took off into, you know, some private place. No, this is a public announcement. This is a public statement that's going on because the, um, the man himself is one of the great leaders of Israel. He's one of the, can you imagine this? He's one of the great leaders of Israel. And um, the woman happens to be a, um, a daughter of the Midianite king. So you've got, you've got this Israelite leader, right? And uh, his name is um, Cosby. And the daughter of the Midianite king. So they're making this public announcement to everybody. We're not afraid. We're not afraid to do this. You know, too bad, too bad. Like, I'm sorry about the whole, yeah, we got the Ten Commandments. Not interested. We found something more interesting. We found something more tantalizing, more stimulating, more erotic, okay, more lustful. And uh, that's kind of what's turning us on. It's a tremendous, tremendous um, statement that must be stopped. And Pinchas, in his, it's described as not only his passion, but his jealousy for who? For God goes ahead with a big spear and skews them, okay, literally drives the spear through both of their stomachs, okay, um, and kills them. And with that, this plague that is killing thousands of people comes to a stop. And God turns to Pinchas, okay, and says, Pinchas, this is, I'm looking um, in num- Book of Numbers, okay, uh, chapter 25, uh, verse 11. You can follow along as well. It says, Pinchas, the son of Elias, or son of Aaron the priest. Okay, so this guy, he's not just anybody, Pinchas. He's coming from, he's, he's the grandson, right? He's the grandson of Aaron the priest. He's turned back my wrath from the Israelites by displaying among them his passion for me. His passion, or you can also use it the word, you can look at the word kinati, is his jealousy for me. In other words, he was jealous on my behalf so that, so that I, this is God speaking, did not wipe out the Israelite people in my passion or in my jealousy. Okay? Lachen emor hineni notenlo et brite shalom. Therefore, I grant him my pact of friendship. Okay? Brite shalom. Now, if you were only reading this in the English and you read pact of friendship, or you could read it as covenant of friendship, uh, there would be a lot of information that would be completely missing to you. If you're reading it in in any other language besides Hebrew, there's this uh, richness and depth that would be, I'm sorry to say, completely lost. Let's just continue for a second. 
into verse 13, it shall be for him and his descendants, after him, a pact of priesthood, right? Brite kuanat, a pact of being kohanim for all time. Because he took impassioned actions, again, because he took impassioned or, you know, jealous actions for his God, therefore, um, therefore making a um, forgiveness or a, a, a fixing, right? for the Israelites. It's a tremendous, tremendous idea. It's a tremendous commitment. It's a tremendous pact. But again, if we're only looking at it in English or German or French or Chinese, uh, it'd be interesting, but we'd be missing something really important. And not only that, but if we were only looking at it in a, a Hebrew Bible, okay, that's printed, unless it's some very special printed Bible, um, I'm afraid we'd be missing the depth as well. The only way to really get the full message is to take a look inside a Torah scroll written by a Sofer Stam, written by a ordained Torah scribe, in which the Torah scribe maintains a tradition that goes back from generation to generation to generation, all the way back to Moshe, all the way back to Moses himself. And that tradition is in the word Shalom. Brite Shalom, the covenant of peace. Brite Shalom. By the way, Shalom doesn't necessarily mean peace. It can also mean friendship. It could mean completeness and wholeness. Okay, so uh, we can't just assume that it means a a uh, a pact or a covenant of peace or a covenant of friendship. Or okay, it could really mean a few things. I'm not going to focus on that right now, but I'm going to focus on the word Shalom. Shalom. The word shalom, the way it's written in the Torah, is four letters, right? We read from right to left, shin, lamed, vav, mem, okay? If you want to take a look at it to see what this looks like and the way that a Torah scribe writes it, head on over to my website at sacredscrolls.net and then click on the resources tab and then go down to the, um, the tab or go to the button that says broken vav, Parshat Pinchas, Broken Vav Parshat Pinchas, and you can download that, you can keep it. And again, to get there, it's to my website at sacredscrolls.net, and then go to resources, and then in the download section, you'll see Broken Vav. Download that, you'll see for yourself what's going on, but I can walk you through that. We read from right to left. First letter is Sheen, the second letter is Lamed, the third letter is Vav, and the fourth letter is Mem. There is a commandment, a rule, that every single letter in the Torah, all 304,805 letters in the Torah scroll, have to be absolutely perfect. If they're not perfect, the Torah is not fit or kosher to be used. Okay, you can't say a blessing over it, you can't read it, it, can't, it cannot be used. And so every letter has to be perfect. And one of the things that there's many, 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 many different rules. Uh, this is the sort of thing I have to learn, or any any ordained Torah scribe needs to know all the rules and all the laws. And a, a, each letter has to be uh, what's called has, has to be a golem a golem shalem. It has to be a whole and complete letter. It can't be broken. As a matter of fact, if a letter is broken, um, if it cannot be fixed, then um, that Torah can no longer be used, has to be buried or put into Geniza, into a, into a respectable uh, place like an archives where it can be respectfully maintained, but cannot be used. In this particular case, check out the letter Vav. Okay, you'll see it over on my website. It is broken. It's the only place in the Torah where this happens. 
the only place. Okay, it's the only place in all the three hundred and four thousand eight hundred and five letters of the Torah scroll where the vav not only is allowed to be broken, but it's a tradition to actually have it broken. And if this were anywhere else in the Torah, any other letter vav in the Torah, you would have to stop what you're doing and call over a Torah scribe and say, help, help, what are we going to do? But in this particular case, it's a lot. So what's going on? Why should there be a broken letter inside the word shalom? The word shalom, as we mentioned, could be friendship, it could be in peace, it could mean completeness, whole, okay? Um, but here it's broken. There's all sorts of interesting ideas, and it's the kind of thing that I encourage you, invite you to discuss with your family and friends. Take a look at it and see why why it would be a tradition to, to have a broken vav. Maybe, just maybe, it's because that although Pinchas, in fact, stopped this plague that was killing thousands of people, uh, it happened in a way of, of graphic violence. And maybe, maybe our Torah scribes are trying to teach us, look, um, yeah, it's really good to be passionate for God. It's really good to be extreme for God. It's very good to be jealous for God. But that doesn't mean that doing things in, in, in a graphic, violent way um, is, uh, is necessarily um, preferred. Okay, it's too bad. It could. It's too bad. And I'm not. When again, we're not blaming Pinchas because he's a celebrated. He's he's a he's an incredible personality. But at the same time, the situation calls upon each of us to look at it and say, really, is this was this really the best way to deal with it? Or or perhaps isn't it a shame that circumstances circumstances led us to this result? Whatever the case is, there's a tinge of sadness, a tinge a tinge of incompleteness and a tinge of brokenness. I want to uh, credit the uh, the writing of this um, of the pa- of the uh, passage that you see on my website to a colleague of mine, somebody who I have great respect for. He's a Torah scribe. His name is Mordechai Pinchas Sofer. Isn't that a credible name? Mordechai Pinchas Sofer. And um, so if you want to see his amazing work, uh, head on over to his website as well. Um, and he can be found over at www.sofair.co.uk. That's right. He's British. So that's sofair, S-O-F-E-R.co.uk. Check out what Mordechai Pinchas Sofair is doing. He's got some really amazing things on his website. I always love reading his his work. And I think his his uh, his writing, his ketav is absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah. Life is complicated, yeah? Um, Sometimes the right thing isn't always necessarily uh, the, uh, the happiest thing to do. Please join me every week for new ideas and uh, let's share these secrets together. Shalom, I'm Shmuel Bowman. Would you like to have your favorite Bible verse as it was originally written or give someone you love a special gift? 
Shmuel will create a Hebrew verse of your choice on parchment in the traditional Torah scribal form. The parchment is framed by an original design paper cut depicting the unforgettable Jerusalem skyline. The paper cut is available in three beautiful colors, midnight blue, burgundy wine, and desert beige. Please visit our website, www.sacredscrolls.net.